Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, friends. We are going live to talk about perfectionism as it relates to building success. And this is one of the one of the most common topics that I talk about with people. So I'm excited to talk today. Hi. Hey, go ahead. How are you? I'm good. I keep saying, I'm like, I'm hanging out with my friend, Kelsey, and I've never actually hung out with her before. We're just Instagram friends. We're hanging out in an IT room. I know. I feel like, especially the last couple of years, it's like, all, all, of course, all of my friends are online. What do you mean? <laughs> Okay, so before we get into all the things today, I'm, I love that you took this vacation. It's incredible. It's so, so important. But um, tell everybody more about you and what you do and all amazingness. Okay, my name is Hannah Ra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a physiotherapist, a pelvic health physiotherapist, and I'm a clinic director of a women's health and pelvic health clinic here in Toronto, Canada. I'm also a business and executive coach because I know like those two things feel like very dissimilar, but they're so similar because um, we treat in my clinic based on a biopsychosocial model of care, which means your biology, your muscles, your tendons, your organs, all of those pieces interact with your psychology, your anxiety, your depression, your mindset, and they interact with the social determinants of health your relationships, your connections, your, you know, your stress management techniques, all of those pieces interact so deeply. And I kept seeing that my clients kept coming in, they'd come in, let's say postpartum, they're like, okay, they were leaking. Pelvic physio is like the gynecology of physiotherapy. So if you think that that is challenging for people to talk about, we tell you here what we end up talking about. So they come in, they're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing double unders and I'm leaking. Or I've had kids and my abs aren't, you know, they're never the same. And so we're helping them rehab. Sex is painful. Like all of these things that nobody really talks about. And I give them homework. I send them home to do it. And week after week, they're coming back. Oh, I didn't have time. I didn't this. I didn't that. And the more that we dug deeper and deeper, I started to understand that like, we don't value ourselves. We have this whole long laundry list of things that, we need to get done in order to be of value. And we're these, we perceive ourselves as these human doings, not human beings. And this very real functional thing that's happening that just requires you to honestly breathe, take some time, meditate a little bit, start to slow down. Have you met me? <laughs> so like the thing that I tell my clients, like, I'm like, what's my advice? And they're like, I know, I know, slow the fuck down. Like, just slow the fuck down. Just slow down, right? And I see this as somebody who is genuinely, like, I have learned this lesson over and over and over again. And all of my pelvic physio clients were clients who um, had more than, more than one child. They were exceptionally successful in their careers. They were type A. They were perfectionists. Like, 
they've got, and these, these methods that they had to be successful were no longer working when it came to rehabbing themselves, when it came to actually paying attention, what do they want? How are they, like, what is their body telling them? They just ignored this, that they could be successful outwardly. Um, and so we just kept coming back to these mindset pieces. And I started to, in, in, I, we started to introduce affirmations and we started like, and I just, if people at the beginning of my public physio career would cry because they were embarrassed what was happening with their body. But the more we dug deeper, the more that it came out, they just didn't value themselves or they believed they had to, like they had to keep up doing and going and being in order for other people to love them. Mm. And so it's sort of, <laughs> I do a lot more with the mindset and executive coaching now, but it's, it's like six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. I mean, there's like, my mind is spinning right now because you said so many freaking amazing things, but I think that I've always valued so much like the mind body connection and obviously from our conversations we have I, I think that a lot of what we value aligns and I, I just think that it's most not, of our conversations if people are listening is like I love you no I love you we're <laughs> <laughs> just like okay <laughs> um but it's like that's something that people really don't pay a lot of attention to like you said it's almost like people have separated and it's like the only way to heal physically mentally is to address both right you think about like addressing people people getting exercise for depression you know so it makes sense to me evidence and research behind exercise for depression right I even remember going to the the pelvic floor PT and her specifically asking me questions about like um when I would have like urges and stuff like that because there's the brain connection too and so I think it's fascinating the, the mind-body connection is absolutely fascinating to yeah. me. But I love that you have, like, these, these different areas. And I also think it's really cool as women and as professionals that, like, we're breaking the rules in what we do by, like, saying I, I can have, like, multiple careers in different areas, especially for, like, I don't Do you know what your human design is? Um, I'm a generator. Oh, are you? Me too, of course. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Any of my manifesting generators, especially, it's like having your hands in multiple things that we are so like, we tend to be very narrow minded. And so the more that we can back up and say, like, all these things actually connect, right? Yeah. So even in working with my clients, I'm like, yes, like you having like a morning routine or working out is going to actually grow your business. It's like, if we don't, we're, we separate things that need to be connected. So I love oh my that, gosh. that you address both worlds. Um, and I think it's so, so cool um, to have somebody like you that knows like the, the physical part as well as the mental. Mm. And what's so interesting is actually like, I'm, I, like, I call myself a self-help, self-help junkie. Like before like self-help became like personal development, like I was reading, I was reading that stuff even as a kid. And so my, and my friends are always like, yeah, 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 we know, blocks are possible, blah, blah, blah. But now when I'm reading like pain research, when we look at like what, when somebody's had pain for longer than three months, we know that there's a central nervous system component. We know that that nervous system is now hanging out in fight or flight, which mm-hmm. makes you hypervigilant. It makes you search for things that could possibly be dangerous. It 
looks for things that like you're constantly, you're actually down regulating the part of your, of your body. That's like, maybe we're okay. It's like, nope, we're not. We're, we're in fight or flight mode. And the more that you understand, like I understand the nervous system and our pain system, the more I read the exact same thing in business self-help books, like the business and self-development. And, you know, you read Brendan Bouchard, he's saying, okay, associate triggers with joy, make a choice every day to, to choose joy, keep changing your mind. Like we know our brain has a negativity bias. We're going to search for pain. We're going to search for danger. Choose to map safety. Like those are, that's the language I use with my, with my clients in physio. I business clients. I'm like, yes, you're going to be nervous, but you're going to screw up. You're going to be failure. That's okay. Choose to see the success. Like, can we be afraid and do it anyhow? Can you be afraid your back's going to hurt and do it anyhow? Like it's the same language and it shows up in both places. It's so, it's really interesting. Oh, it's so good. And it, it leads me kind of right into our topic today, addressing perfectionism. Because mm-hmm. So here's my first question for you is, you are a perfectionist and how, like, what has been helpful for you? Because you, it's so funny, you, of course, said what I always say, which is like, see the fear and do it anyways. Yeah. And it's very interesting for me because I tend to attract a lot of perfectionists because okay. I I just because of my personality and my history and the way that I speak and do things, I think that I serve as like a permission slip for a lot of people mm. the way that I am. And so I actually tend to be like, I but I ask them because I feel like we're just going to fucking do it. We're just going to yeah. do thing. We're going to put it out there. We're going to say the thing. We're going to have the conversation we're going to do. So I'm interested to know from you, like, have you or do you struggle with perfectionism and what's been helpful for you oh my god a thousand percent so I'm truly like I am a recovering perfectionist like my life the the virtue of having two businesses and four kids like I said four kids and I gave you five four kids talk about perfectionism um if we make it (laughs) it's gonna be a dog okay that's that's my husband's listening um I don't have time like I don't have time for things to be perfect. Like genuinely speaking in great, like if I go back to elementary school, my high school career, like I was underlining things with a ruler. Like if like I was in math class, it was eight plus four ruler. Well, like when I say perfectionist, I mean perfectionist. Plus I had a learning disability. So it took me longer to learn, but I was always, I was always studying for an A plus. I wasn't studying for a B, a B minus. Like I was studying to be A plus. So Mm -hmm. I was investing so much time and energy in every single thing that I did. So when people say you give 110%, like legitimately, I will walk into a room. I can be the hardest worker in any single room. And that only takes you so far until you actually don't have any more capacity. And so genuinely speaking, like I had to had to learn to give up some of that those perfectionist tendencies number one you cannot grow as a perfectionist it's a lie we tell ourselves there is no such thing as perfectionist like it's not and even when I was striving and trying and trying to be perfect you just never get there because it doesn't exist so it there's it, it comes along with this negativity loop in your brain of like you're not enough you're not enough you're not enough you're not enough and it's associated with the belief that if I were just be enough, 
then I'd be lovable. Oh, yeah. Right? And so part of it's like, I can't, you can't achieve it anyhow. So if I want to achieve, right? Like it really did. I could, I built my business because I was the hardest worker. Like I was working, I, I was seeing clients, you know, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Every day I could, I could be there and I could grind. But mm. you slowly deplete and deplete and deplete and deplete. And my husband was like, um, are we ever going to see you? Like I go out, I'd go do talks at night. Then I'd be live in the morning. Then I like, I do it live. And then I would go and see clients. And, then, and I, I couldn't give anymore. Like something has to give. And that at a certain point, we have to make a choice. What kind of life do we want? Like, do I want to have a life where I'm just grinding? Or do I want to have a life where I'm giving, where I'm connecting, where I'm building? If I want to build, I have to give up perfection. Because you cannot build without taking steps you're not prepared for and not taking steps that you're not ready for. The only way that you can learn those things is by doing them and by fucking it up and then learning the lesson and moving on. And so at a certain point, I have to learn that like, you can be afraid and do it anyhow. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna gain the confidence unless I practice. I'm not gonna know how to do it unless I do it. And I, I had to just sit down and say, okay, what, like, what do I want for my life? It was again, like, I had to slow the fuck down and say, this isn't working. I can grind. I cannot see my family. At a certain point, I'm like, is this the life I want? Like, I got one. So what do I want? Yeah. Um, and it's a losing battle. Do I want to keep hustling in order to be of value and in a, in a, um, in a way that is never going to be achievable? Or do I want to decide that like I'm enough right now and I get to choose who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And uh, I'm, I'm from the life coach school. Um, Brooke Castillo, one of her things, like she says, do B minus work. The best way to move forward is to do B minus work. Because if you're constantly striving for A plus, you actually don't have time for anything else. You don't get to grow if you're constantly striving for A plus work. And it is painful for me. Like all I want to do every day is just take out my ruler. <laughs> like if I, and I, I read Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. I didn't love it, but like one of the things she says is like progress over perfection is up in like in the Google, in Google offices, like that's on the wall. And I was like, okay, like there must be something to this. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> you are amazing. Like, <laughs> I gotcha. Your words, love them. And it's just like, wow. I, um, so in summary, yes, I love the so good though like so many so many so much value in everything that you just said about just like perfection is a lie it's not yeah. something that exists and so the only thing that it serves as from what i see is a distraction from your potential yeah it's a it's um it's a way to protect yourself mm-hmm. it's a false sense of safety Mm-hmm. I like, I, I notice myself, like I'll go back into like, what oh, has to make it perfect and like being really rigid about things when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm nervous, when it's uh, something new. And like, I am like, okay, recognize like, this is my brain's way of keeping me safe. I just, I want to acknowledge it and be like, oh yeah, this used to work for me. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm actually going to choose not to do that again. Yes. And that piece that you just said right there is so good. Because that 
it's there's we can take that so much bigger too because we are so programmed to just say like when x happens then i get y yeah so insane to me how this many years later when we you know overcome so much that we have with with the workforce and women that we still are like shifting ourselves back into like smallness and and restrictiveness and it needs to look like this for it for for it to work and I think it's so powerful to just give yourself permission which is something else that you said to fail to to go into the thing without expectation of what it needs to be and instead just be like you know what I'm going to give this the best shot that I can and it's going to be is what it's supposed to be and I think that is one of the most helpful things for me personally is that and this is also a generator thing is like learning from experience just yeah. put in the room and let me figure it out and I think that if we can kind of like if we go back to our our, our child selves right like that's what we did we're just like what is this thing yeah for it until you figure we would it not out. have learned to walk if we just didn't stand up after the first time we walked we tried right Yes, yes, yes. And so it's so good. So I think there is, you know, when when we talk about like moving through and like, do we ever, do you ever actually not become a perfectionist? No, it's always going to live within you. Just another thing like all of my clients have. So it's like, it's always going to live within you, but being able to, like you said, acknowledge it and be aware that it's there. And then instead of choosing it, choosing compassion for why it's there and then to to choose something else really. Right. Yeah. And not being like, I think a big piece of that is also not being frustrated when it shows its head again. Mm. Usually for me, I'm like, okay, this must be a new opportunity. There must be new, something new coming up. Like understanding that like in our animal brains, when we're going to that protection, it's because we're actually doing something different. That's not yet safe for our nervous system. And so if we can say like, oh yeah, this is how I used to manage. Why is this coming up? Not, oh my God, it's coming up again. I'm still not past it. It's just like, oh, here it is. You know, now I know this is something different. How do I want to move forward? Mm-hmm. And using it almost as like a tell. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to clarify something that I think is really, really important for us to touch on here is <clears throat> the difference in kind of like stretching an expansion into discomfort and something that is like going to fucking blow out your CNS for real. Yes. Yeah. And, but you know, in a lot of marketing for, for coaching, especially to where people talk about like, you know, expansion for like the price point and stuff like that. And as somebody who always invests in my business and myself, I get it. But I also think that we have to be really, really connected with ourselves about like, does this feel expansive for me with like, yes, I'm scared. Yes. Or does this feel like, holy shit, if I do this, like my whole world's going to light on fire and being able to clarify those two things because there is a difference. Yeah. And you don't have to do to figure that out. Slow the fuck down. (laughs) Full circle friends. Full circle. (laughs) Right. It's such a good, and I think that's one of the biggest keys for kind of working through and, and, and overcoming or attempting to overcome perfection is actually doing the opposite of what you've been shown, right? And yeah. 
looking at the ruler and seeing it there and being like, I really want to touch that ruler to draw this line straight, but let me try. With neon colored pens, different colors for different topics. It and know that it's there and know that it's something that lives within you and then being able to actively choose something else. Like, I, I think that part of this too is people have these expectations for themselves. Like you said, like not getting frustrated when it comes up again of like, Oh, I've already, I thought I already like handled this. Or I thought I, I might still struggle with this. And it's like, why are you being mean to yourself? Yeah. In to where you need compassion. Right. And I think that also like what you touch upon it with the, with like feminism. I'm like, feminism has like, it's done great things, but it's also kind of screwed us over right now. Like modern women thinks they have to do everything and be perfect at it. Like you've yeah. got to be rocking it. Um, at work and you have to like be Susie homemaker and look good all the time and exercise and self-care and you need to be like you know a, a fox in the bed or whatever they call you know whatever whatever the kids are saying nowadays um like you know like there's these there's really like even if you're not trying to be perfect the set of expectations that we've just been like oh yeah well that's what's expected like we're not questioning those things at all yes so much, yeah. That and that's when people are like, Kelsey, how do you do all the things you do? I'm like, I ask for I don't. help. Yes, yes. Like I doing all the things. That's how you do it. <laughs> we have like Passover is coming up, and we're hosting two huge meals at, at our house. And I'm like saying to my husband, like, I gotta, I gotta do this, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do this. He's like, like, can't we just call and have it catered? And I was like, what? No, I can't. He's like, but you don't have time. And I was like, how could I? Oh, okay. Like, hot meat kettle. Like, the things that we talk about. Like, I actually don't have to cook that meal in order to enjoy having people over at my house. Seriously. Yeah, but it it goes back to, like, if something's going to get done, I need to be the one doing it. Yes. And that's a huge, huge barrier for people. Um, understanding that you might do certain things better at first than people that you outsource to. But um, if it's not like your area, like your zone of genius, you probably shouldn't be doing it. And like, that's okay. Yes. That's a really good point because I think, you know, perfectionism and as far as it like being a, something that really holds us back from being in our potential building the success that we actually desire. It's interesting because there's that mindset of like, well, doing all the things and hustling is what gets me there. And, you know, I, I'm, I come from the, the thought of like, I actually think that hustling now and then is, it's fine. I don't think we need yeah. to be wrong, especially in the beginning stages of business. But I also think that there's a time for us to be honest about like what needs to shift, what needs to give. Right. That's where delegation comes in. And if you are, I, I, a lot of the um, like leaders with big teams that I work with, I find that they sometimes can micromanage. And right. it's like, first, you're still, you're delegating, but not fully. Like you're handing right. it off, but like you're handing it to them and like you're still holding a side of it. So like, let's release that so people can do better work. But it's scary when you built something that's like your baby that has your name on it, mm. those things. So I understand where it comes from. But it all stems back to like, if it's not done perfectly, 
then X, Y, Z might happen. Right. right. I also think there's a piece of that. It's like how much, you know, how much of that is actually rooted in truth? Right. And how much of that is actually, your, are you tying to your personal self-concept when it has zero to do with it? Yeah. 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 So true. Like bringing everything back onto ourselves, trying to, that's, that's a big one too, is, is releasing, which is all like linked in that perfectionism and the, the value is like the proving energy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have to prove, I have to justify, I have to convince. And it's like, yeah. at point, I think one of the biggest things from the clients that I've worked with, when they go from the point of like growing to really scaling is like releasing that energy, releasing the energy of having to feel like you have to prove yourself. Like, I really think if there's one shift for people to make, it's you finally believing the fuck in yourself. Yes. I know how good I am. I know what I do. I know who I serve. I know how I serve all those things. Come on in if you want to. If not, I'm good. Good. Love it. And they, and that's part of the micromanaging piece, right? Is like that you don't have to prove you know better or that there's a specific way that you know the way. It's actually hiring a team that you trust can help you to move to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So what other things have been helpful for you in your journey with professionals? We've talked about, you know, seeing the fear, doing it anyways, recognizing that it's there, actively choosing something else. What do you think are other things that would be helpful for people? That are- Schedule, scheduling. Scheduling. Um, I know that sounds like like super boring, but the re- <laughs> allow me to entertain you with scheduling for a moment. Um, if one of the things is like, if I was given infinite amounts of time to complete a task, like time is a gap, right? I would take as much time as given in order to complete that task. So I would just keep refining the text and keep refining the colors and keep doing more and making it even more perfect and catching that spelling mistake and this underlined and like the more I I gave myself open-ended time to complete things the more my perfectionist tendency would show up so I know now (laughs) does that make sense yes totally so I I've, I've started time blocking. I, I I know exactly what's supposed to happen at different times of the day. Like there's a day that I'm in clinic and only clinical stuff happens then. Mm-hmm. My charts must be completed on that day because I'm not looking at them again. I have days when I'm doing my podcasting. I have days when like I've got things time blocked. And mm-hmm. within that time blocking, I also have schedules. Like I've got a beginning of the week. I have a list of the um, action items and results I want to produce. And I, I schedule that at the beginning of the week. So come Tuesday morning, I'm not deciding what am I doing now? Maybe I should just like, maybe I should check and see if like I should bold that title on that document that I created. No, like I know between nine and nine 30, I am, you know, I'm showing up and I'm doing, I'm going live and then I'm nine 30 to 10. I'm doing something else. Like I know that I've got a finite amount of time. And uh, so it's got to be done in that time. Yeah, and it's going to be done to the best of my abilities, given that time constraint. Mm, it's so good. And I think this is like one of the most like overlooked, but really important things. And, it, you know, it's it's so good for boundary setting too. like no matter even even I have a client who 
multi-million dollar business. Literally, like the simplicity of altering her calendar and the time that she's available has like changed her life. So it's like this do matter. And so it's interesting because I speak to a lot of people about like creating space in your calendar and how to do that and transitioning and all the mindset stuff that goes with it. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody's going to hire me. What if I don't work these hours? Da, 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 da. Right. Love the idea of like it also kind of working for you by like giving you yourself some boundaries around like, hey, you can't spend 45 minutes figuring out if the title should be bold or not. <laughs> it's so Italics? I don't know. <laughs> So true, though. I didn't really think about that. So I love that idea about like really holding yourself to like, I'm going to give myself this time period to do this. And then it's going to be good yeah. enough. For member or and whatever. you can build self-trust in that way too, right? You complete the task, you submit it, you see that the world doesn't burn down and then you move on. You're like, oh yeah, like I didn't, okay. I didn't spend five hours on that 20 minute presentation this time. And the feedback was so amazing when I did that presentation. So you start to build a trust with yourself that like, I, yeah, like what I have is a value, whether it's perfect or not. Oh, you're speaking my language. Cult self-trust is like whew, everything, right? Like if we have one job on this earth, let it be that. <laughs> but it's like the hardest thing because we're nonstop being told that we're not enough. We're not good enough. Just buy this thing and then you'll be enough, right? And so yes. choosing. A lot of that in in the online space too, especially in the coaching space, like I, you see my marketing. So you know that, and I know how, how you are that like, I don't speak from a place of like, I have something that you don't have. I speak from a place of like, I can reflect back to you so that you can step into who you're meant to be yeah. different energies in that. Yeah. It's, and even, um, even from a physiotherapy perspective, like a lot of physio is even like, you hurt your shoulder, I will fix you. And I'm like, I'm not going to fix you. Like, you know, your body, I can tell you the anatomy, I can give you some exercises, but you're going to go and fix yourself. Like, and then you're going to know the next time you hurt your shoulder that you can trust yourself to support yourself to heal. Yeah, good point. That's such a good point. Man, this is amazing. So, so helpful. Um, are there any other like last minute tips, tricks, anything that you think would be helpful for people um, as it pertains to continuing to really build success, cultivate that self-trust? This is going to be, okay, This is we're going to do a whole live on this another time, but I think that part of perfectionism is, is thinking that once you achieve that perfect, then you'll be lovable, then you'll be enough. Then, and, and I see this a lot with, um, with clients as well, that they're they have these goals, but the goals are um, more about when I get there, then I'll be a value. Then I'll have arrived. Then, like, it's about what you think that reality is going to be once you get there. Mm. And what I want to say is that 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 feeling is always available to you now. If mm. you think you'll think that you're worthy, then why not start working on that now? If you think you'll be lovable, then or you'll love yourself then, why not start working on that now? Like you're, the actual goals are just for the, the journey of, of achieving them. Once mm. you get there, there's no party, right? Celebrate yourself. But like, but the beauty is like, you know, the journey is the beauty. 
Um, ah. I'm sure that there are much deeper ways of saying that, but part of perfectionism is thinking that you're going to be enough when you get there. And I just want everybody to know, like, you're enough right now. Mm. And start to, like, start to pay attention to that and start to um, speak to yourself in that way. Yeah. Like, how would you move in the world today if you were enough right now? What yeah. choice make if you didn't think you needed something outside of you to shift before you could become whatever you want to be. Yeah. Mm, so good. So much. We could, we'll do a whole, we'll do a whole other live on that. Yeah. We're going to start. <laughs> morning show. <laughs> We're going to start a TV show. So if you would like to come on our, uh, Jenny Jones revamped. <laughs> I was thinking more Povich, but like whatever. Either way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so tell everybody um, how can they find you? Do you have anything open for people to work with you? All the things. I uh, right now am uh, accepting coaching clients um, for the spring or, or spring summer. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Connor Ross PT. Um, if the public health aspect spoke to you, we have a free webinar happening next Wednesday night um, on uh, restoring your abs postpartum. Um, and so you're welcome to join that as well. I'll put that link in my bio. Um, and I just thank you so much for having me here. You're all amazing. Kelsey, you're amazing. Um, and I so appreciate it. Yeah, I adore you. I'm so glad we got to do this. Definitely, if you have questions for her, just pop in her DMs because she's the most friendly person ever. Amazing. Um, I should say that um, I do have a podcast. It's called She Has the Audacity. And Kelsey will be on it soon. Um, so go have a listen to that. We do lots of, lots of chats like this there. Yeah, I'm so excited. So thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to you shortly, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, everybody check check her out and I'll talk to you soon. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.